I would if I would read Marvel becomes a religion, I would be like, okay, oh, yeah. another I've breakfast. All right, listen. What I was saying is this: I listened to Rogan's podcast, and it's something that I wouldn't listen to usually, which is, I told Joey Diaz, he's a close mate to him, and that's uh, more like a relaxed scene. And then I listened to another one where he talks about not a failed one, but something like that. Joe or Joey? Uh, Joe Rogan. Okay. Sorry, didn't mention. He talks about the one with Elon Musk. He says he was a tougher dude to interview because you know they get drunk. Not not really drunk. Okay, they drink whiskey. Oh yeah, that as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, weed comes after, and um, he says something like it was harder for for him to interview Elon, or I'm really sorry, I don't know his name. The guy who founded Twitter, Jack Dorsey. Jack Dorsey. Yeah, and he said of both of them about both of them that they, they, in layman terms, the conversation wasn't necessarily flowing as it would with another fellow comedian like joey diaz or like some other comedians he's got on his podcast or a close friend this is what they were talking about are you following yeah yeah and um i was saying that they talk it's literally like we talk when we're outside having a beer or whatever we're having just a chill discussion it's just that it's recorded and it makes sense it's it's a three-hour discussion you you can't be non-natural so you're saying that um, Joe Rogan found it somehow somehow harder to speak with a guy like uh, Elon Musk. Elon, yeah, because um, he said he became very stiff as soon as uh, it w- they were live. Like he he said something like he comes in, blows his flamethrower, uh, la la la, fi- okay, let's do it. Cameras on, vid- audio is recording, <laughs> stiff. And then he take it took him like an hour. I assume he was because I didn't listen to the full thing to. The, Elon Musk podcast. I assume he was uh, a thing of uh, every now and then. Sorry? I did. I listened to it. Okay. You can't really feel it because Joe is a good interviewer and yeah. he's done it so many times. I guess you can't feel it. But I feel like he had to do a bit of effort to put in a little bit of effort to keep the conversation flowing or going as opposed to you talk to a friend, the conversation flows naturally anyhow. Um, I think... Because you know, when you're dealing with a character like, like uh, Elon Musk, I think he has a, a completely different presence, you know, around people. I think he re- radiates that in in some sort of way, and I think that might have you know um, put a bit of pressure on Joe, just because you know. Um, but leaving that aside, I was I was pointing the the flow of the conversation. Like no, I, I just want to say I think um, being around around certain people definitely um, changes the way you you know talk, moderate something, or act, and so forth. Maybe just because you have also a um, pre preconceptual like op- opinion about that person, and being around him, you know, make just creates a completely different atmosphere mm. that you're in. So maybe he just found it difficult because I, I I don't personally know, but I think Elon is quite a really smart guy and I would be, you know, quite intimidated to be around him. So maybe that was it. Could be. But it's definitely also about the personality, the character. Yeah, 
I think you also said that Elon changed completely his personality as they started speaking, right? Yeah, that's according to do you, do you think he's trying to pay attention a lot on what he's saying, like publicly, that is recorded or anything like that? Do you think he's trying to maintain a <laughs> neutral view just because he had so many issues, you know? I would say yes, but then that's the episode when they smoke <laughs> and, and that yeah. affects his uh, his shares. I don't think he's he cares that much about shares because he's yeah. aware that long term, at least, these are just short like or maybe the matter was serious the context you know with which they start i don't i don't remember yeah. the order of the, yeah. like, the bullet points that they tackled in which order i know like i have a broad memory of what they spoke about and most you know most of the time they spoke about what elon does and his predictions you know in and what businesses will be technologies how how they're going to evolve what he's doing how he's managing his time and so forth and joe rogan just being bamboozled by all of that you know and but it was really interesting it's it's really fun to listen to i really enjoyed it mm. yeah cool usually i i tend to listen to podcasts like passively while, while doing something else this this one i was quite into it i was quite into it yeah 60 percent attention yeah, but I mean, More. again, because th this was about also a very interesting character, a very trending character, very, a very... Um and not so much on life, but on long-form content. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's leave that aside. That's I shall bring to the table the topic of... Drumroll. Oscar, tell me. You want to talk about the Oscars? I want you to talk about the Oscars. I don't know shit about Oscars. <sighs> oh, wow. Oh, it's so hard. No, it, it's it's a lot to unpack. It's not hard. It's it's a uh, it's a very very delicate subject. Area. Yeah, very delicate subject. Well, yeah. maybe the way we started this conversation was about naturality. I don't know the word. Being natural. Yeah. And having this as a as an authentic conversation. Mm. So, please don't be careful about okay. what you're gonna say. Um. What do you want me exactly to tell you? Well, you told Apart me... Apart from the fact that they're happening today, I think today's the 24th, yeah. Yes, indeed. You told me you're not very excited about them. Is that what you said? I don't want to misquote you. I'm not very excited. I haven't been actually really excited about them in the past few years just because they, they started to become a proper show rather than a recognition night, you know, for, for cinema. It feels like right now it's all about the ratings and all about how much show they put on, and they they kind of turned political in the last years. I I I don't wanna I don't wanna. This is just what what it seems like. It doesn't mean that necessarily has to be. I'm not part of the academy. Nobody or you know maybe somebody knows exactly what the academy is formed formed of, like the members and the way they they they, they they've been treating this. I'm not entirely sure that I'm a big fan of of the whole event right now. I'm still gonna watch it just because I care about the movies and and how they're made and so forth. But there's a, there's a lot of uh, a lot of bad stuff happening right now. What's bad about it? For example, the idea like the thing that that made me you know, especially like really confused about it. I'm not sure if it, if it was a marketing scheme or not because it worked if they wanted to attract the attention to them, you know, for tonight. But they announced, I think two weeks ago, 
that they were not gonna air live the moment when they would give the uh, the Oscars to the cinematography section, to the editing section, hair and makeup, and live action short film. How on earth would you not recognize one of the two main categories in a film that literally make the film? How would you not recognize cinematography, one of the main elements with which you can actually do something and then film editing, what mm -hmm. actually you know builds a film? And they decided initially to not air that. It was a loud public decision. Hey guys, we're not going to do that. And that freaked you know everybody out. When was a this? A lot of that two weeks ago. Okay. A lot of directors, including Alfonso Cuaron, Guillermo del Toro, who won last year for his best film and best director for Shape of Water, they ranted on Twitter. It became like a a big on protest on Twitter. The, the American uh, Association of Sorry, the American Society of Cinematographers. They were so mad about this. They couldn't believe that for the first time ever, you would not present live a cinematography section. That is like outrageous. So and then, after the rent was done, after everybody protested, they put it back on. So now it is oh. gonna, it is gonna air. Oh, that's w good. Could have been worse, right? I know. I know it's very good, but why? That's what I'm trying to uh, to understand. If it was a marketing scheme. Bravo. Oh, you you're saying it might be just for the sake of I know I think it because they have this year they have a lot of issues. They invited Kevin Hart, you know, to be their host. The thing about the tweet, right? I heard yes, about it. Exactly. So, after he was invited, um everybody Let on Twitter wait, they, wait, they sorry, kind of went Wait, let's sorry to interrupt for yeah. for listeners give some context on it. Okay. So, they they invited Kevin Hart to be the host. Oh, sorry. For um the Oscars. Kevin Hart happily accepted. It was on his bucket list that in this life he would host Oscars. He was extremely happy. And then guess what? People from Twitter yeah. raised the flag and they said, mm -mm, this guy tweeted in 2009 or, or 11, I don't remember, um, homophobic tweets. Mm -hmm. And Kevin Hart was given the next ultimatum by the Academy. The Academy told him, Kevin, we need you to apologize public publicly again. Wait, why is it again? Because he did it before. He did it n in numerous times after he made those tweets, after he had those mistakes. Oh, for, for that specific tweet, which... Yes. Let's see if I can find tweet it. Tweet or tweets, I don't know. Yeah. Go on. And Kevin was pretty mad about it. He didn't want to apologize for something. He apologized numerous times. And guess what? The media then reacted to that. He was invited on shows. Wow. Like... Uh, on he was invited on Ellen. He apologized also there, but he said he's gonna turn down the offer. He's not gonna present the to offer. Present. Okay. Yeah, because it was too much for him. And I, I I can totally understand him that you know if you're being put to apologize for a night that you um, are eager to have fun around and, and present and feel good and everything, that just killed his his entire mood. It yeah. was it was just an. Shall, really shall we read the tweet for who's listening? For yeah, sure. List? It says, quote, Yo, if my son comes home and tries to play with my daughter's dollhouse, I'm going to break it over his head and say in my voice, stop, that's gay. And this was 2011. I know. I'm not in the position to to judge. judge yeah. You know. Well, yeah, it's not our... Yeah. Of course, you know, any, any attack like that is 
pretty delicate, yeah. but it's it's really so he hard. He stepped down. He yeah, refused. he stepped down. And right now, the Oscars are not gonna have a host. <laughs> Sorry, which, how does that happen? Who's which gonna I don't Siri? know how it's how is it. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, but I think Siri how, didn't how it's gonna anyone. happen. I think nominees are gonna uh, nominate and give prizes to each other, like like uh, pass uh, the baton, right? Yeah, something like mm. that. Probably, I'm not sure. I think it, it has been done before. I'm not entirely sure, but. I think what it won't happen actually won't be a show anymore right now. It, it should be like a simple recognition night because there there isn't gonna be anybody to animate the mood or make like jokes. Kevin would have done it, but I don't know. You know, this, this yeah. is an incredible, unpredictable. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's still a few hours. Incredibly unpredictable night, so I'm I'm not sure. There's still a few hours until they can change something, spice something up. I know. What else happened? They they had some issues. But explain something to me for mm. uh, in layman's terms. Is Oscar what a non-profit? Is it a business? Is it a, a union of people? Because you said academy. I heard about the academy. It's a union. So it it's it's a grouping of cinematographers, directors, producers. It's like a guild, but like a really big one. Because it evolved. Yeah, it's old yeah. as fuck. And. I don't exactly know who's part of it. I, I know there, there are um, people who have worked in cinema across the years. If you have your information in front of you, that would help me a lot. I'm looking, uh, so I don't know what you were asking. I was looking when he started. Radio in 1930 and televi televised. What's the word for this? Televised? Televised for the first time in 1953. That's quite some time. Yeah, it's 91 years, right? Wait, what? Nin 1930 radio. No, it has to be like 90 years ago. So it started in uh, 89 years ago yeah. with radio. Whatever, doesn't matter. We're not here to talk math. Uh, so, okay, it started a shit ton of time ago. And then it evolved into this. Yeah, and you know... Um, and everyone knows, like, oh, you got an Oscar? Cool, man. F filmmakers are are invited to be part of the Academy yeah. as, as, they, as they grow, as... Um, as they want a prize, like new, right? Yeah, they. they, they you said that's that's the essence that they've lost. Yeah, actors are part of it. You know, actors that you know. Yeah. Most likely, but probably in a year that they are nominated, they they cannot uh, vote. They cannot participate in the ballot. Mm -hmm. And they're the ones who who decide. So it's like um, a prize for for artists from artists. Mm -hmm. But. I do not know entirely what's going on behind all the time. I, I I still don't don't know that. What I can tell you is what I see. Yeah, from the outside. Yeah, and it's for me in the past. You know, for the past few years, it became s sort of like a show rather than a recognition night, mm -hmm. which is not you know very essential for for this industry. I'm again. I'm probably gonna still watch it just because I I care and want to find out is what they decide, but. It's 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 pretty hard pretty hard to to talk about it specifically. Is there any alternative to the Oscars? Like obviously not in the name of the brand, because Oscar pretty much to the layman people like me. There are other, there are a lot of other um, awards, but nothing so highly branded. Not exactly, nothing so highly branded. Just mm -hmm. because I think this is once the oldest, so it had the the baggage to actually build on itself. There there are a couple. Of there are like a couple others in uh, in the U.S. Um, some of them are decided by critics. Mm -hmm. Some of them are decided by the public. It's a public vote. Um, so 
There are a lot of them, but you know, everybody's into the Oscars just because they have, you know, they're, like you said, they mm-hmm. have a different and completely different brand. And I'm sure you told me this before, uh, but I'll ask again because I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. Oscars and Palme d'Or? Palme d'Or is in Cannes. Yeah. It's in France. Is that like the European version of it? Um, no, that would be There are offensive. more European um, festivals that have big... Um, so here's the thing. What's the profile of the Candor user? In, in France, you, ha- you have the Palme d'Or in Cannes. In uh, Venice, you have the Lion. In uh, Oh, in Germany, you have the Bear. The golden bear. Oh, a lot of animals. Okay. So, and there, there are there are a couple of um, European oh festivals that push foreign films to the Oscars further to be considered by you know North America and ultimately be nominated in the foreign film section. And those festivals are Cannes. So, if you win the Palme d'Or, you are uh, automatically considered for a best foreign film nomination. Doesn't mean you get one. From Venice has another um, entrance like that. Uh, Telluride, I think. Uh, there are a couple more in, in, in Europe that have you know a big reputation and they have a close connection with the um, with the academy in that sense. So if they get if a film a foreign film gets um, an award there, then it has a big chance of being recognized by the academy mm-hmm. and be nominated in a foreign film section. So in a sense, I suppose Oscars are both more commercial, yes, but also more high profile, which would explain. Yeah, they're the ultimate exposure um, route. You know, if you want to, basically, if you have won an Oscar, it's impossible to not get a job for the rest of your life in in the industry. Mm. Mm-hmm. You get the ultimate um, exposure and recognition. So everybody's gonna want to work with you. Everybody's attracted by by fame and exposure to some extent. You, you, we tend to go, I think, in that direction, or we tend to admire anything that. Oh, it is social proof, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess you're right, but yeah, I don't know, I don't know what else to say about the Oscars. It's, it's a very, very weird, very weird show. Yeah, but eventually, don't they all? As especially as we make the, this transition into what social media. Uh, YouTube becomes TV and all this stuff. Isn't it how it always happened? Like, like exactly the same, the same things, 100% what you said in the context of basketball. You said about the NBA or about football. But I think what, what we're saying here is America, in one word. I think they managed to, to create, you know, a, they are a brand itself. And everything that they they produce, everything that they make in the entertainment section, I think it speaks for itself in that sense. And I don't I know if, if I would put it on on the on the U.S. thing. Okay. I don't know if I if I put it on that. Because you named you named some some associations and some some fields that all lead to that NBA. That's USA. The Academy. That's USA. You name it. No, but it can also be, if I were to say football, it would have been Champions League. Like this thing where it becomes so commercial to people, it becomes a show that they say, at least uh, some fans, some supporters say, oh, it's pretty much staged at this point for the sake of entertainment. And I'm like, that's exactly why you're looking at it, why you're watching it, right? Isn't it for entertainment? Doesn't it make sense that they would do more of that? 
but their response would be their objection would be yeah but that's too much entertainment i want some mm, some natural factors or something like that yeah no that's true and uh, um, tied to what you said earlier about how things are going to evolve and you said something about netflix and how we watch now the films and everything oh yeah I'm is there going to be a Netflix awards? No, here's what, um, that's just the distributor. It doesn't mean it that's true. It's gonna well, but what I think right now, on. I think everything's gonna be not 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 in the near future. Like not, not I, I don't think in the next maybe ten years, but maybe further than that. I think everything's going to be a bit more virtual, a bit more public-related, a bit more opened. What do you mean? Are they public-related right now? Mm, yeah, here's the thing. The, you you cannot decide who gets the best picture win tonight. Mm. You can only bet on that right now if you want because you don't decide that. But I think this is going to be a bit everything in terms of like an opinion or mm-hmm. a, an award. I think it might be targeted towards... A bigger audience, maybe to like more to the public. I'm I'm not sure. I don't know. Here's how I look at it. So you look at Reddit or YouTube comments or yeah. Facebook. Everyone can pretty much like dislike up or down. That's like probably what you're saying. Now, sadly, for the sake of my idea, I don't have an example of some of some place online where only certain people can vote. But I did join this design community in which only the old people, like mature people in that community, can vote. And the rest of us, you only need a certain threshold of, of likes or upvotes to your comments, which is not like, as in, I like what you say, it's, it's about relevancy to be able to have a say in the. So it's, it's what you said, Oscar, only the specialist, the knowledgeful get the right to vote. But I guess this is a thing of, of politics, right? Like, yeah, I think so. Democracy versus. But think about it also in, in this way. We also spoke about, you know, content and how it's being uploaded and how you can upload it. It's very easy right now, right, to make to make a video and become a very, you know, distinguished vlogger with great content yeah. that has, you know, a uh, purpose and so forth. And you, with smaller gear, you can create a movie, upload it to YouTube, yeah, and put it out there and you have you know you have the likes you have the comments and so people get to decide right now yeah that's good or no I really don't like what you're putting out there yeah so the fact that it has that they don't get a statue that doesn't change the fact that right now it's very easy to true to give an opinion to the public right again the um, the format is completely different but right now the question is how long will it take until they become you know big because when you get when you give the power to a to a to anybody to become an artist through different forms you know to say something to film something if you know the people that are that ha- literally have something for it they have a voice and they're going to be really talented with it you're going to be able to make a film within a month with a laptop, a $4,000 camera and lenses, and some, you know, just a bit of logistic work behind it. Mm-hmm. And it can work. It can really be, you know, a, a good film being put there. And the author, guess what? He's going to be a 
producer slash distributor slash director slash writer slash you know the head of everything he's just gonna need some help again logistic wise filming it and so yeah, forth that, that's it all these platforms yeah. unless or if you use them in this case which is professional pretty much when you use them like that they're just a, a extremely low barrier entry platform out of which I'm sure if someone who's into filmmaking if if this person is looking to cherry pick someone who, like a talented content creator you just find them there right as opposed to watchers do you have to audit 30 people which is one by one blah 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 it's personal I, it's only me and you seeing I'm not sure if that's how, that's how it works I see your movie and or I delegate it to someone else to check your creation but now as you said you've got social proof you've got likes you've got views you can go viral if it's the case or I can find the needle in the haystack you've got 105 views and but your movie's a masterpiece I see you I say you're amazing come here because I'm gonna inject steroids into you yeah and if you think about it, I think there are more people seeing those creators right now than they're seeing, you know, the actual films being recognized as we speak. Say that again? I, don't I think as right now, yeah. there are more people watching those creators yeah. online on YouTube and other platforms rather than people seeing the films that are being oh. recognized right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know where. I think it's really stats and numbers right now. Yeah. And, you know... <laughs> this tells a lot maybe this tells this maybe explains the panic situation in which the academy is to create more buzz about it to still maintain an interest i think i'm not sure i'm just trying to you know figure out why why the whole charade or why the whole scandal around everything why it should be just the simple congratulations evening for people that have worked their asses off to but make something. This is why I was asking you whether it's a non-profit or whatever it is. I really don't know. Yeah. I really don't know because I, um, I I haven't done my research in that sense. But it's like, but well, okay, there's a lot of pressure on them because they've got all these brands. They've been in business for 89 years. Business. Okay, they've been... 91. 89? 91. What did the math? It was 89. It's a 91st Oscar now. Really? Yeah. Whoa, whatever, man. Yeah. They did that. Um, it's a lot of pressure on them. They almost slipped. They said, okay, uh, back to it. We tried this new idea, just like the Instagram update. Remember, like a month or two ago? Kind of a sleep. Oh, yeah, sorry, it was a bug. Yeah, so see, that's another interesting. But come on. like but It's not that bad. If unless, Okay, look, I'll find it bad. It will be like, no, fuck you. This is the way we do it. We don't care if you don't listen. Uh, this is the way we're gonna do it. No more cinematography and all, all you that, said that they took that's, out. That's that's just too much to actually believe. It was a rational decision. I don't know. It it's it seems incredibly incredibly weird. They're still humans. To obliterate literally the one of the two main elements that make a film in a film night recognition. It just seems what, <laughs> what, and you have worked. You know, it's like people who have worked so many years in the industry. How? How do you do that? That's literally like, again, I think it's really good marketing scheme. They're a professional honorary organization with stated goal of advancing the arts and sciences of motion pictures. I mean, they do merchandise as well, you know. Oh, okay. But I'm sure, look, this guy, what's his name? John Bailey, president since 2017. 
it sounds like given that it's a it's a professional owner organization it's not like he's pulling money into his pocket and he's saying all right boys how do we milk this cow now for the maximum roi you think he does that i don't think he does that why not at least the way they talk about it as in we want to advance what did they say advancing the arts and sciences that sounds to me like okay we're past money we want to you know actually promote people for the sake of it and be fair and those are really interesting times right now i'm really curious on on how this industry is gonna progress but look it sounds like a like a fucking country in august 2017 belly was elected president of the ampas is that no ampas i saw so it's academy of motion picture arts and sciences mm -hmm. And he said in brackets, it's pronounced Ampas. He was selected uh, as a president for a four-year term. That sounds like a country to me, like that kind of democracy. He's elected by people, by uh, these members. Bum, bum, bum. Ampas. It's 21 hours. Thank you. <laughs> Forgot to take this out. Well, all right. That's pretty much everything about Oscars. Is there anything like that in the design world? Oh yeah, AIG. They even give out Emmys for it. And there's a there's a shit ton of of just like you said. But um, I think a, a Emmys would be the the highest. Honestly, I, I don't really keep track. I'm. <laughs> Do they have sections as well based on what kind of a design it is and? Does it depend also on the field? It does, because design, again, is a very broad term. Mm -hmm. Like, in, it can be industrial design, it can be graphic, it can be... I guess, I wouldn't know. Print so many... It's, it's endless, right? I mean, if you think about it, is this one award that deals with that? Because there are awards also for uh, YouTube creators and for um, other forms of uh, video content. Yeah. But look, listen. They have been organized. So I'm curious to see how broad it is maybe for... Some people say it's motion design and they can get a... I'm sure it is possible to get an Oscar because in fact it's a motion picture. So it's overlapping. AIGA is the, is the American Institute of Graphic Arts. So that's limited to pretty much graphic design and they have their awards. But um, think about it. Graphic design is it's not new, yeah. but it's not as old as movies. And yeah, there's no, for me at least, maybe someone would say, that's not right. For me at least, there's no go-to price that makes a whole lot of difference. Because we, we discussed this in episode three, right? Like uh, film can be art, it can also be business. It is a, it is business, you know. It, but it can also be like, from what I get, these bear, lion, the the kind of the words, the yeah. door sounds. You said it's pretty much about art there. Yeah. Not blockbusters and what it, whatever. Yeah, here's here's where um. I'm 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 gonna try and explain this, but you know I'm not exactly in the position to. Mm. The thing is, film will remain no matter where you make it a business. Because any producer wants to make, you know, money. He doesn't want to lose his money when he makes a film. He has to invest in it, and it's a lot of work in that sense. Yeah. Besides that, 
because um, you said blockbuster, obviously. Um, in the U.S., it's a completely different different thing. It's a, it's a it's a completely hectic, ongoing kind mm. of an industry. It happens as it's like they they're like gym freaks. It happens every single second. They have to make deals. They have to. They look through hundreds of scripts. They're like, oh yeah, this one, this one's nice. This one, you know, has a potential story. Then they have to move. Then they have to organize. Then it's like, in in Europe, there's more fight for money in that sense to make a big, mm. a big film. And they're they're not there's not as much money as it is in the U.S. right now. So because it's not um, a show, let's say how it, as it is in America in that sense. I think in Europe uh, there's still a lot more consideration for art house films and for films that are actually focusing more on uh, on a story rather than making a show out of it rather than making them look cool mm-hmm. you know or invest in, in 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 that sense. Yeah. So it's really kind of a market difference and how people um juggle with their money here and there. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that Europe is not going to have, you know, um, blockbusters. They have, actually. The people are, are putting, starting to put a lot of money because we want to copy the Americans, whether, you know, some of us really do. We want to create that that show sensation. Because mm-hmm. it's cool. People enjoy it. We want to be, you know, the authors of that as well. We want to put ourselves on the map. Yeah. Like I said, America does a really good job in that sense. They know how to make an image for themselves and they know how to um, advertise themselves, yeah. whether it is you know a show or anything like that. So, yeah, Whew, it's so, um, such a complicated business. I really don't. Enjoy. I am you know I I am I am passionate for for the film. It's like I'm not passionate for the business side. I know it's a it's a really pain in the uh-uh. that's what i was gonna say that can you hear me well yeah uh, i was gonna say that design has to be cannot be artistically or business and i was thinking that's a specific case for design but i might be saying something wrong i didn't decide on it uh my point was you can do design for the sake of it's beautiful and artistic and blah blah but i think more more than in move in filmmaking uh, you do design to solve a business problem. So y- it has to be business-oriented. Otherwise, you're not going to starve. You might not starve, but what are you going to do? Are you going to charge 10 times because you solve, a b- and you solve that business problem? You take part of the risk of the issue that you're solving? Or are you going to be in your lab and, la, 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 we designed this very nice thing and, I don't know, shooting arrows everywhere and it's nice and cool, but who's going to like it? All the designers? Mm. Here's the thing also. Um, and s- sorry to interrupt. So yeah. It's pretty much based on person. I think I've got, I'm not sure how to uh, proportionate my business and design in me, but I'm sure there's both of them in there. Some people start from the design perspective and then they have to learn business to sell themselves, but they will still rather be in the lab and design the nice thing. Go on. The same goes for, for a filmmaker. Yeah. I guess it's every profession is like that. You cannot just m- make stuff and expect it to oh, yeah. to, to be, you know. You have to have and a bit everywhere. of a... Yeah. Isn't it? In the art world, most likely, yes. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you have to have a way to, to send that message further. Yeah. But well, what I'm saying is, uh, 
I think a film can break everywhere because it was artistic, like, uh, and they did on a low budget. And it it, pro- it caused a lot of emotion. Whereas in design, I would say it's more w- it's more one to one because it's not for the public. Or good design is there and is is not observed. You, when it starts bothering you, that's when it when it becomes a problem and that's bad design. But um, if you solve the problem, a business problem, well, it works. It might be cool as well. It might look fancy, but we know for sure it works, and that's what we care about. Because we care about the ROI. Joking. It's not about that all the time. But um, whereas you can't just see something, I don't know, a nice-looking website or an illustration. You might see an illustration more so than a website and say, wow, this thing moved me. Like It, <sighs> it changed my life ever since I saw it, an illustration. Harder to, to happen than a movie, and for a website, even more so. Yeah, I think I think in in this case it's a bigger balance in between, or logo. If, let's say matter. let's say a form of art. Yeah. Let's say you know at, at its basis, but then essentially it's about putting an image to a uh, to something, to a product, to a uh, brand, to a uh, idea, to a philosophy, through that through through the design process. I I don't think. Um, it serves a bigger purpose purpose than that. It doesn't mean it doesn't serve a purpose, but I'm saying the scale is slightly different. Well, we're talking about movie versus... Yeah, let's say, yeah, let's say this, because a, a video, it can solve a business issue, right? It shows something. But at the same time, it works as a form of art solely. Exactly. By sending, you know, that does, but see, here's the thing. Because is it design then, or is it a painting? If you think about it, you know, in a different yeah. way. Mm. If yeah. it stands by 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 its own. Well, thank you for. I think you put into words better than me. Mm-hmm. I don't think a, a, a website, well-designed website, would would impact you as a as an artful. Because I'm on that web, when I'm on that website, I expect something, right? I I, I go on yeah, that website. Yeah, and use it. We we can get into UX now and its mm. usability and everything yeah but my thing is if i sh- if i see let's say a uh, a product and it has you know a nice design i'm not thinking wow what, what a w- what a piece of art i'm like what yeah. a nice presentation to that because it's uh, it serves that purpose whereas if that thing is is by itself a, a its own message I don't it, know, it doesn't wrap something else it's it's by itself yeah, you know what? No, it's kind of hard to. I'm on Google. I want to do my Google search. That's all I care yeah, about. It's course. simple. I want to put a word in. But I think those are, those it. might be the, the 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 differences. Oh look, he, here's the thing. This is also design part of the experience. What I say is what mm-hmm. I wrote about the other day, some days ago, and it's, it's nothing new. Everyone who runs something successfully should have grappled with this at at a certain point. Is it? Oh, we talked about. I think we mentioned every episode. Did Google say? Um, I don't know, something very abstract like getting the solution in front of you, something that will, will ask will make you ask yourself whether they're consultants, whether they're you might not even think of a search engine. Or did they say they didn't say anything particularly? Did they say getting you from here to there? That's cool, but are you what are you, a cab? Are you uh an internet index? Oh, okay, maybe I got it run away, I'm still not sure. This is in, in, in the sense like uh, about their products. Yeah, I was talking about copywriting. 
basically in, in simple terms okay and how they present themselves for, for google it was a certain not moment sorry effect that they just grew up and people figure out on its way but it was a search engine ah okay i see it was basically the discussion we had about the ipod <laughs> yeah okay uh, i was I just trying to give mean. another example but yeah okay so i said <laughs> i said on, on level one it would be something like it would be something like the christopher columbus of the internet but and i know it sounds funny and does it sound nice i don't like it's it doesn't tell me anything um the, when you the, said the that, dude got there randomly. Maybe, maybe because I already know what it is about, so that changes yeah. a lot. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, you the the first thing that maybe comes to mind is is search, is exploration. So yeah. Here's the thing with this level one, the Christopher Columbus of the internet. I'm just criticizing these people who say we work with the contenders and help them build the future, <laughs> which tells me nothing. Sounds cool, but doesn't tell me anything. Or we engineer the past with the future. Okay, it doesn't tell me anything. It is, it's funny. You see, you love him. But when you get on the sign and you're trying in those first five seconds to to judge them in a sense, see what they are about, when they say that, you're like, uh, okay, do I want to spend more time and find out about you? Versus organizing the internet for you. Does it make sense what, what it's doing? Is that what Google is doing? What it... They're trying. They're trying to to simplify what it does for you. A, a, a directory, you know, it, like you said, because it is a search engine. So yeah, I cannot think of something better than that. It helps you navigate, maybe. Yeah, I think I thought the Columbus parallel was a bad one because the guy thought he's gonna see India, and you don't <laughs> want your search engine to. <laughs> Thing he said. Anything that you search for is going to be Indian related afterwards, right? Is it? I don't know. I mean, if it's, you know, if you make that comparison, since that's what, what made you think of. Yeah. So we're talking art versus business or how they combine. Or how they combine, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a business to art, isn't it? How much is Mona Lisa worth? More than half how a billion. should I know? What do you mean, dude? Like, don't you collect art? Yeah, but here's the thing. Value is a very, again, a very weird subject. Oh, dude, it was just like, well, half a billion, I think. More than half a billion. Uh, so was a can of Coke. 10 million British pounds. Really? Yeah. How come? What's the story behind it? They just put it out there. So some dudes bought a can of Coke, they drank it, they, and then they smashed it, and they put it online for 10 million or something like that. Well, wait, there's a difference between paying. I'm sure we can find someone who could a lot for search for, for, for you know kind of uh, can of coke value afterwards smashed can of coke or something the like numbers that. estimating mona lisa sorry to hijack but i'll get back to it in a sec yeah estimating mona lisa's current value at 782 million us dollars it is based on a on a 100 million assessment in 1962 and i'm assuming it's adjusted for inflation so was this can of coke yeah Try and search for it with with those terms. Kind of Coke, value. And read to me what, what you see and I, I'll, I'll point it. Well, I'll only find out ad campaigns that they're doing. But I'm sure there's there's a, a shit ton of stuff like this. Did someone actually pay for it? Because I can, I can ask for 100 million for my laptop, but I'm not sure who's going to pay for it. Did, that, did someone actually pay for it? For the can? Yeah. Not yet. I think it's still up there. Dude, I can put it. Why is this? 
interesting. Because we were talking about value, right? About art, business, value. This is you said that the Mona Lisa. But you can ask for it as well. You can ask for this glass, ten million pounds. Do it then. Everybody can do it. It's not. Is it not until someone pays? Like the the value is as much as someone pays. So this is why I said that value is a very weird subject to to. But that's not value. That's asking price. Yeah, but when you ask the price, you basically put. A value, to a value to something, right? Yeah. We can talk about Paul Newman's Rolex. Do you know the story behind he it? P- he put it for sale. And just because it is Paul Newman's right now, it's probably somewhere around 8 million, 9 million. Honestly, I'm not really sure. I don't even know how much a Rolex is, to be honest, to make a com- good comparison. Well, like stock, like retail? Yeah. can be as low as some thousands, like three, four thousands. Okay. This is like retail price. And so how much is John Newman's? Paul Newman. Paul Newman, sorry. Well, I'm not sure whether it was himself that put it for, uh, probably not, for uh, for sale. It was an auction, $17.8 million, just because it was his. But that's it, right? It's value is what we're talking about. Yes. It's like, like you can get, we can get to higher numbers to, what, that Ferrari that was, was it a Ferrari? The most expensive car? Like the same, the kind of auctioned, something like 50, 60 million. We can look it up, but was it plated with something or why no no it's just like a limited edition thingy in an auction very few working probably was mostly related to its engine or just it it was a 1950 something something. that that's it it's not a new one so here's another interesting one tell me how come uh, um you know old objects or old possessions are more expensive just because they hold value they hold they, they actually they, they managed to hold value for so long 1962 or because they become rare because they haven't been destroyed over the course of time that's why they they are also extremely valuable 1962 ferrari 250 gto sold for 48.4 million to your question i would say that's my perspective I supply and demand yeah oh how would you know <laughs> did you I read in my eyes no <laughs> but i just you know connected the, the oh, dots basically. yeah i mean it somehow relate it exactly relates to what you were saying mm-hmm. older probably less likely to work no 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 mm-hmm. no plus i guess that's multiplied by brand i, I, I don't guess that's more than sure yeah however paul newman's <laughs> rolex was a one out of one wasn't it? That's true. Oh my god. Oh yeah, look, we can listen. We, I think we can talk about countless things like this. Like I can talk about sneakers. But you listen, are, you have been a, you're still involved in in this. You've made an app called Legit Check. Thanks for promoting. Yes. Yes. You can sir. actually download the app, which has a new design, freshly made by our CH Daniel. Not yet out, but in the works. Yeah. But you have to take care of. Of quite of a big community right now in that sense, right? Yeah. Should I say the number? Can I? You should. Yeah, just talk a bit more about it. As of today, three hundred thousand, and it grew uh, fifty thousand more since last time when you talk told me about. It. Yeah, and uh, I was I can claim that I'm not checking that often, but I do every now and then, <laughs> which is every two or three days. <laughs> There's no shame in that. I was going to say about sneakers in general, but now it won't have that much of an effect, right? That a pair of unworn shoes were sold for 20,000. 
that does us how damage after we talk about 18k 18 million for a watch were, were they like an exclusive pair design yeah, yeah it so it was a one-timer and they were Kanye shoes very limited 2011 now he's with Adidas back then he was with Nike they had a huge fight and mm. he's never gonna be with Nike again so this is to the story to the drama thing and I think that was the highest number 20,000 for a pair and that's it they were sold in 2015 I think something like that so after four years they were released in 2000 oh 11 four years I think yeah uh, you keep them stocked and they're called dead stock and dead stock basically means unworn just like you take them off the shelf so the lace the, it's even the name dead stock lace and yeah this guy probably kept them sold them on ebay actually for 20,000 so ebay got 10% of that nice isn't it 10% that's how much ebay charges don't they I don't know. They ha I know they have a tax, but I yeah. don't remember. Well, wow. maybe at higher numbers, the tax is lower, but usually it's 10%. But yeah, I do that as well. I keep some shoes, some high, rep high reputation shoes. I have them in the room next to this one. I keep <laughs> it's been a year since I have them. A year and a bit, and I said... Have, the, have their value... Yes, sir. Okay. Well, yeah, but... Honestly, I think uh, it's not that much about value because if I would have sold them when I got them, probably with that money, you, you could have made more in, in the meantime. Mm -hmm. And I had another idea, like if tomorrow war starts, God forbid, they're practically going to be zero because you don't want, you can't eat shoes. So, but yeah, if they survive the war, if this happens, they're going to be valued even more than, I guess, I don't know. But it's a game of collecting. I said I want to keep them for like five, ten years at least. How many pairs do you have right now? Three, four, maybe. Not that much. That you reckon in some years might That's be... That's it. Because yeah. when I got them, I, I'm not that big, that much these days into sneakers. Just got them randomly by chance. Some of them I just sold them. I, I just sold instantly. I reckon it wasn't worth the, the effort or that they wouldn't get this kind of story around it. Since you're involved in design, do you think you would ever do something for a pair of shoes in that sense? Or you're not interested? You just like the community and that's it? Like to literally make a pair of like shoes? Like to participate, you know, into making something like that, yeah. I'd be honored, but I think I need to get my brand to a far, far level from what it is today to get there. To have your own, like, properly designed after your taste and so forth? Oh, no, I don't know shit about designing sneakers. But I'm sure we can learn. Then what did you ask if it's cool to have? Your sneaker. To have your own sneaker? Like your sneaker collaboration, that's what I mean. So that's what I said. This is if I design it myself yeah. in a notebook? No, I don't do that. Okay. But maybe one day, who knows? I think I'd rather do music before that just like someone else on the on this podcast you said you said no you said you wanted to to try something like that in the near future right indeed yeah because i think it's like a you mix and match yeah mix and match stuff for like a million times you know the usual ten thousand hours idea and then that mix and match eventually gets into is what i'm trying right now to do with writing right the if, if you want to have like a if you want to develop a message that you think you might end up singing putting towards you know making a, some lyrics out of it make sure you're also practiced writing because it's going to help 
it's gonna help a lot. Poetry also is really good if you wanna develop the way things sound and how they mm. you know connect to each other. Yeah, because it it it's an art in 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 on its own in that sense. If you want it, it doesn't mean you. Why do you think? Like, I'm not asking why poetry is an art. Why do you think poetry caught on? Because I'm thinking now human history. Poetry uses all the shit. Like, okay, we have the Bible, which is the a manuscript which survived a lot of time, the most. But then, yeah, poetry. Because I think the way poetry deals with words and how it arranges them just creates another dimension to the whole story and mm. how it's being built. The idea of having a rhyme, the idea that it sounds mm-hmm. nice. Um, I think this um, juxtaposition of like concepts, ideas, one, you know, in some sort of like rhythmic way mm-hmm. draws a different kind of attention, you know, to it. Attention. Yeah, I've got another thing to add on top of what you said. Mm-hmm. I would say it's about also about the pattern. I was writing this today about pattern. I, w- I just mentioned it o- off topic. And I was saying how we had to tell patterns on snakes when they were attacking us. To distinguish a venomous one from a non Even them from the ground, from the... I think we have a long history with snakes, if I'm not mistaken. I don't have that much knowledge on biology and... Uh, I feel like we had a great deal of war with these snakes when we were both predate predators predators and prey. Mm-hmm. Like these days, I don't think we're that much prey. Are we? No, not, not really. really. I think we ha- we are more much more in control. Yeah. So implant that into the brain of people, into brains of survivors for a lot of time, a lot of years, mm-hmm. and then pattern, pattern, and oh. There can be a pattern in the way we speak and I can remember it. Because when I asked about poetry, I meant I started saying the Bible survived. But um, I forgot to add the fact that when I, when I, the way, the reason I I thought about poetry was um, it survived folklore and like um, speech. That's what I want to point. Few. Well, that's when the well, that's when the podcast becomes interesting, doesn't it? When you are a few, you see yourself for who you actually are. But you at joking? the same time, there's a there's a danger of lingering too much, maybe, and losing your train of thought, right? No, I I I, uh, I consider myself as a you know. A if that would be true, you and I would talk one time for two for an hour and forty nine minutes, or however the mo- however much we've got now, and then you say. Oh, Danny, sorry, I'm out of juice. I can't talk to you anymore. I gotta go home. But this, this is a, this is a performance because right now this conversation is not just between you and me anymore. So everything that you say, who else is talking here? Some people are listening. No, but you know you're you're speaking maybe because right now we're too small to think of that. But you know right now that there's a there's a broader um, potential because Audience. of that. Mm. So right now there's just no me and you anymore. It's also me from the future. You from it's the not future. as intimate without sounding, you know, but it's not as intimate right now anymore because when, when a conversation is... Uh, Game of Thrones. Have you watched? Yeah, all of it. All, wow. I think I'm you're expe- the... I'm expecting the next season. I'm expecting... I sounds like there's a big the final season, you. actually. Yeah. Is it the final? Yes. So tell me about this. The thing is, uh, my background story, quick one. I've always, always shied away because I was... 
fearing, uh, respecting, fearing mm-hmm. in a respectful way. Yeah. Keeping myself away from GOT because I knew for sure it would catch on to me. And I was so fearful because everyone around me told me. I knew it was, okay, I know it's not like Lord of the Rings, but in the s- same kind of field, like kind of medieval, uh, a bit of magic, this and that. Is it more magic than is it or less magic? No, it's it's balanced. It's balanced. More. I think there's more magic. Ma- mm. mm. No, I think it's it's as as equal as. I think that that, that was the the in a different direction. Thing. Yeah, because there was a number of years in which we didn't have uh, a film or a show as popular as Lord of the Rings was, like a different universe, and they managed to do it really well, mm. and also in the language of a TV series. Yeah, and also different because I saw this discussion that people were saying something like if you think god and lord of the rings are the same you must be fucked in the head because they're if what if uh, game of thrones and lord of the rings are the same no you must be fucked in the head because they're what they're they not d- trying to be each other yeah what they did knew and what you know because they had to think how can we make yeah. this cool for everybody to watch they had really um interesting plot twists mm. but like not extreme ones just unexpected ones in completely uh, unexpected moments. Don't spoil. No, I'm not. I'm not spoiling anything. I'm just trying to to to, to tell you about how they managed this. Yeah, go on. I'm not sure how much you know also about um, the the thing about characters dying. Don't spoil. Okay. I know a lot of them die. That's that that's another thing that they did that shocked everybody. It's like, what the hell are you guys doing? Yeah. Yeah. So, but here's the thing, you know, one of the first people in cinema who ever did this was Hitchcock when he killed uh, his protagonist in the first part of the film. I don't know what the fuck was going on. And so, Alfred Hitchcock, right? Yeah, I know the name, I don't know what he's done to my respectful. A lot of good films, give us some. So, Psycho is one of his. Oh, okay, I know know, Psycho. Yeah, Rear Window is another really good one that I really enjoyed. He has a lot more that are really good. The birds, rear window, vertigo. Oh, I heard vertigo, about vertigo. Obviously, yeah. He created that 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 nausea kind of effect through cinematography. Was oh, cool. that thing when you wake up and you like cameras moving and um, is dizzy. The the effect uh, deals with the idea that physically you're moving with the camera, but at the same time you're you're um, working the lens so that it creates uh, an effect as if the camera around the space around you moves but you stay in the same place mm. so you expand know, yeah. the because you know lenses tend to um fake spatial uh, yeah uh, uh, fake the space in, in some sort of way or undulate it at some point if you use it yeah you've got lens correction on photoshop yeah you can that's what it does that's what the, yeah. you 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 basically work um around that and um Wait, I lost my... Uh, we're talking about Game of Thrones? Yeah. So, because they were doing, you know, the... Yeah. Uh, they were killing their characters and they had interesting plot twists. And I think you're going to... My personal story is that I started last night under the pressure of my partner. Because <laughs> she said for a long time, you have to watch it. You like it. I said, I know I like it, but the same thing I said earlier. And last night, well, we started some uh, Jackie, I think, about Jackie Kennedy that documentary movie whatever it is whatever and then i said okay this is not really my type what should we watch um i said okay i'll bite the bullet i'll take a very brave decision <laughs> please for myself and that was it yeah so tell me about the, these guys his name is george martin george R. R. martin the writer yeah do you know a lot about the the background of of 
No, because I haven't I haven't read his books. So pr- yeah, pr- prior yeah. prior to that, I, I, I mean the pro- from the production point of view. Um, I'm not sure how much he was involved, but obviously I think he was the crea- creative supervisor along the way. Mm. Another thing that I'm going to tell you right now, just so you expect it, remember, uh, just bear in mind that the show started in 2011. Yeah, I saw. And you're going to see some qual- quality changes. So I saw some fake lighting. Uh, unnatural lighting. What does that mean? I can see it's taking a studio and no way nature has that kind of shiny blue light on the face. Yeah, but that's the magic of, of, of film sometimes when you want to enhance a specific light. Well, the fact that you prefer it in a film or not, in a film you put a light no matter what. There's no film in which you don't actually add, no, unless you shoot outside and you, you're you okay with the natural light. But it's about enhancing, that's all. Yeah. But if if you sense something that you didn't like, then yeah, that's your artistic preference. Mm-hmm. I can see the book first one. I suppose it's the first one. I might be wrong. A Game of Thrones, 1996. And then what, 2011? That's 15 years? Yeah. But the books were called uh, of something Song Fire of and Ice. Song of Ice and Fire. Of Ice and Fire. That's also yeah. 1996. Yeah. So I think we can safely assume that. So maybe that's a producer was bright enough to actually take it in consideration and bring it to another level. The books are actually really good from what I know. I cannot tell you personally because I haven't read them. Yeah, but I, you know, I started watching the show out of out of its, uh, you know, just because, just because of the hype that was created and um, everybody was talking about it. So I was, I was really curious about what it is, what it was about. It's not the most amazing show on on this world, but but there are some episodes What's that the are most amazing incredible. Hmm? What's the most amazing show for you? It 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 varies. Really no, you have to give us a proper answer. I don't have a... a sp- it changes. It really changes. Right now... Right now. now. Right now, now, my favorite one... <sighs> Mad Men. Oh. Ouch. I watched two seasons. But here's the thing. Amazing is a very... Subjective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very weird term. So tell me about the production of Game of Thrones. Okay. This dude, very smart dude, I guess, George Martin, writes books. It mm-hmm. publishes in 1996. 15 years later, he gets his TV show. Imagine if uh, Tol- yeah, but Tolkien was alive to to see Lord of the Rings and uh, have a say in the movies and drawing back to previous episode or two episodes ago when we talked about the upcoming TV show the billion dollar TV show that's coming on Amazon eventually oh yeah I remember imagine if he was like (laughs) maybe he would just come and say you guys got it all wrong because this is not how this looks and that's not how I imagined it who knows he signed the paper he cannot say anything anymore he what? he signed the paper who? R. Martin. It's like his no, vision was, was no. I was saying he I was, was say- put in another person's hands. So. I was saying if uh, Tolkien was alive to say these about Lord of the Rings, the movies, the TV show, maybe it's far from his imagination. Because I saw this question on Reddit, something like people who've read Lord of the Rings, the books, before the TV show came out, uh, the the TV show, sorry, the movies. How d- was it close to your imagination? And all of them said no. But once I saw the movie, it kind of ruined it for me because you have a, an actual photographic memory of how every character looks like 
not ruined with a, with a bad intent. It just it manip- changed, manipulated, influenced. In, in some sense, that happened to me as well with Harry Potter, you know, when I, when I read the books and then I moved to the films. But in that sense, you know, I can, un- I can understand. There are probably bits in the books that a producer considers them really unnecessary or, you know, mm. it just, you know, we can skip that. It doesn't yeah. serve the story necessarily. And you asked me how do you, how 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 does it look like when the when the actual creator responds to the adapted um, films after his creations? Didn't ask that, but you can answer that. I didn't ask anything particular. Because you said something about Tolkien after you know if he sees his own work. I was saying, what if he would see it and say, no, that's definitely not how I how it was in my head. Okay, what then? What if it was just a what if question? I think he, he might have, but he's, you know, he cannot do anything else after that. I'm sure J.K. Rowling influenced the way stuff happened. Yeah, he, she is credited, you know, as a, as a, yeah. as a producer, but she uh, agrees to some extent when, when, when she says, yeah, yeah you course. can have my books, you can make a film out of it. She hasn't. She has she, okay, she's not a, uh, what's the name? A dictator. She doesn't have on, full on control. The set. Yeah, of course. We talked about this, right? Yeah. Like, there has to be some agreement plus she doesn't have you know the experience. the talent and the experience in, in that sense yeah. she has a story talent obviously so she can have a, a saying in, in, in that when it comes to that yeah furthermore there's beyond that's where the business comes in mm. that's where a lot of you know fights can happen and a lot of clashes debates and clashes and firings are happening just because there's a lot of Here's what breaks, I think, this interesting the industry, the, 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 the ego that comes with the... Art creation? Yeah, because art creation always has, you know, that made by... So... That made what? That made by mm. X, Y, Z, doesn't matter. Yeah. It's, it's some, again, exposure, recognition, all of that. They, they, they tie together. We tend to go towards that. And I think this can clash a lot of a lot of projects and they, they have been numerous fights and big projects fired I'm sure I would they change directors and you know studios have fired them because Ooh. they said Ooh. let's say for example Spider-Man okay Spider-Man has been done three times okay yeah they started with Tobey Maguire but after the third film um, Sony I'm not sure if Sony made the first ones but then Sony made The Amazing Spider-Man right with Andrew Garfield there were so many fights in between um, the director, the producer, and Andrew Garfield in terms of like the vision didn't work out. After the second film, it wasn't done anymore. Um, mm. They got pissed at each other and just didn't work out. And now? Went out the window. Now Marvel bought part of the rights, you know, to make Spider-Man. Oh, part of the rights? For why not part of the rights? Because um, in the latest animated feature, Into the Spider-Verse, into the Spider-verse Sony is credited as well as Marvel is. Wow. So I think there's a bit of a... I think it, the name belongs to somebody and the, the storyline to someone else and how they manipulate the character. I think it's in terms of that. Somebody has like the, the rights to the name and, and the concept and the other people have the rights to the storyline and how it develops. Wow, I think. that sounds like a divorce. This is literal business. And this is uh, like I, I'm, I'm selling percentage of my business to you and you get to, cho- to change its image and I just have a share in it and that's it. And you know, so That's how it moves, man. Yeah. And I was thinking it sounds like a divorce and we have to split it, but indeed it's exactly. actually more like a business because you sold part of it or you mm-hmm. bought. Yeah, again. 
Yeah. And, you know, things like that Keep happen. Yeah, because I, I was thinking when you said earlier that uh, no one kind of gets a final say. Or it depends in, in time. I understand that the director is there as they're, they're shooting. Mm-hmm. And then as it's produced, the producer and director doesn't have that much say anymore. Am I saying it right? It's, it's going to work like that. The producer says, hey, you, director, we hire you. What's your vision? I wanted to... Uh-uh. Bye. No. Next one. Mm. Oh, I want to make it more flashy. Mm, Show money, money. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be nice. Interesting. Uh, it really depends on what, you know, the studio feels at that point. But, you know, the studio makes the move. They know, hmm, we want this director because... Yeah, yeah. But then the director just doesn't deliver. I'm going to drop the big one. Are, are you ready? Are you seated? You can uh, intercept it. You, you, you would be able to guess who I'm going to mention. Do you want to have a guess? Who? Try and guess. Tarantino? <laughs> <laughs> yes? No. Who else am I mentioning? Lord of the Rings? The, no. <laughs> it's a person. There's only two or three people I mentioned. When it Nolan? Goes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. Who is Mr. Rome, for which I have a lot of respect? Who is he associated with? What kind of studio? From which house does he come from? He worked with uh, a lot of Universal? production companies, but... I'm not sure of studios. I think it's Universal. I think it might have been. You, you, you can check. I I I, forg- I I only started paying attention to those like in the last year. Well, like studios, like studios, and yeah, who actually makes Universal. The, uh, the films? Universal Pictures Falls, L.A. But then this has like a continuity to it. You know, they know his vision. They know what he's gonna do and so forth. And mm. I'm curious about something. Can you check on Dunkirk? I was just on Dunkirk. What? What should I check? Is it the same producer as his uh, past films? Because Emma Thomas, Christopher Nolan. No I no think no Christopher no. was there before he, he yeah, his but movie. Ch- check check the st- if it, there's a studio involved in that. Or just a production company. I'm on Wikipedia, to be honest. I think I should go on IMDb. I'm not sure if they're meant... Yeah, oh, look, they filming might be. Dunkirk, filming and production. Filming locations? No. Oh no, it's not. Because it, it, it wasn't a studio film. What should I look for? I got director, writer, stars. It should be uh, around the era of like a uh, producer and. You know what, dude? You know this website. You navigate it. I'm not sure if I'm gonna find. Anyways, what's, what's the point once we find the studio? Basically. Also, it says uh, Syncope, Warner Brothers, Dombey Street Productions. So those were, I think, yeah, so in, in this case, it wasn't um, a studio-made film anymore because it was also shot on location and it was fully controlled by him. You mm. see, there, there's a difference when, when, it, when, when you see on screen Marvel Presents. When you add the word presents, it means it's Marvel's uh, head. Yeah, right? they like hired it's owned by them. Yeah, they, they, I mean they hired. Yeah, exactly. In this sense, C- Christopher ha- it's, is already he's like collaborating with people oh. like Warner Brothers, right? It's not Warner Brothers presents. It's like he's collaborating with because he's so big. He got his yeah, authority. Be, be, yeah, exactly. And then you got people like Tarantino who who claim a film by Quentin Tarantino. You know what I heard? Yeah, you know what I heard about Tarantino? He's like normally a studio goes to director and, and and they're like okay pitch us your script 
so we can see. Okay, so basically this time Tarantino was like, okay, pitch me. How you're gonna produce this for me? Yeah. Because they were fighting on the spot to be, you know, their production house, their main supply and demand. Supplying, uh, but you know, their main, um, his main um, supplier of like gear and locations and yeah. all of that, you know. Well, do the same thing with well, with fashion, with brands, Instagram brands, influencers, all this stuff, of right? Of course. Same thing everywhere, just different fields. Well, Marvel, would you like to have something to run something like create something like Marvel? Like a behemoth of to have this like machine that keeps making films in and factory. Good factory. It works. Sounds, you know, I in theory, it sounds really tempting. I'm sure there's a lot of a shit ton of stress involved. Of course. But at the same time, I might neglect what I might be doing. You know, there, there, there might be so much put on me if I'm going to, you know, run it that I think I might neglect. At this point, I'm not sure if, if I would get involved i would maybe do a studio film at some point in my i would like collaborate and see how how that feels if i ever get you know recognized by yeah. one of them that i would like at this point i'm not sure how how well i would run a place like that because it's literally a powerhouse that produces films after films they have stacks of scripts that are just the way to be made probably four of them are in pre-production pre right now it's like it's wow. a lot four um like hundred million dollars films are being you know talked about right now yeah stacked on top of each other and they have so they have they have films for another 10 years 20 years maybe. So? oh yeah because they do these yes. events and they present them in kino like timeline there's so it's many crazy when i saw that i know comic books and you know so many characters then they have like you know solo stories about them and prequels yeah. sequels and maybe then they pick up something from a comic book and they combine it with that joint universes and wow they can go on and on because they, oh here's another thing it's a completely uh, different um, universe so hats down for Stan Lee you know for collaborating on doing that what exactly Making creating creating this universe with, with like characters and superheroes and always also because you know the audience was always drawn by mm. superhero movies because they seem you know, I heard spectacular something, I heard something the other day which is very related to this something I talk about God and polytheism how do you call it a, a multi-god religion uh, poly something polytheism i think you might want to google it but i think it's around that whatever just say believing in more gods <laughs> yeah yeah but you want to be we have to be sophisticated bro yeah let's see poly yeah polytheism <laughs> yeah i heard something the other day about very related to what you were saying on marvel and all this stuff poly about polytheism in all this um is like something along the lines of all these characters are gods and demigods it was in the context of talking about western civilization and the loss of god and nietzsche god is dead blah 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 what do you have to what do you think what does that make you think about 
Spider-Man as a look. I would say uh, let's move sh- jump ship to DC. I would say yeah, Batman can be a, a demigod because people, you know, that uh, very cynical breakdown. He's just a rich guy who got his costume, but he's doing a lot of spectacular stuff. A lot of bruises might stack up, I and then you got Superman, who's clearly a god. I think he he even is considered a god. I think straight th- up this whole the whole superhero thing is just a metaphor to smaller things that we humans can achieve but it's just it's portrayed at a at a huge level of like you know what a superhero can do and can achieve so the idea of you know saving the planet may refer to you as making your homework and you know succeeding in that sense but um if i think about the whole theory of like demigods and gods since you asked about that i think we we just enjoy thinking that there's some something else there that maybe he can discover. Well, no, think about it. What's his name? Um, Seth. I know Seth. Set is a bad guy in Egyptian culture. What's the difference between a character like him or Ra or Ramses, whatever? No, no, Ramses was a what? He was a. He was an emperor. Yeah, okay. Forget uh, Ramses. Egyptian emperor. Yeah. What's the difference between Seth or Ra and um, Superman and Batman? And say, a lot of years after this, Marvel is consider- considered a religion. How does that sound? <laughs> <laughs> okay, podcast over. Marvel is considered a religion. Does that sound creepy? No. I you are going to the Marvel Church. It's very hard to be. Oh, um, by the way, Stanley would be Jesus Christ in this case. I know, exactly. It's very hard to be um, impressed by something. Right now, in in that. What does that mean? Oh, today. Yeah. If if I would if I would read, Marvel becomes a religion. I would be like, (coughs) okay. Okay. Another breakfast. I you see know? it all. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Just because, like, I, you know, we, we talked about this, about how much information can be put out there and you can say anything and it becomes something. Hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised. I would be... Hmm. Okay. People pray and bow to... To Stanley. Ca- no. Mm. He just sacrificed himself. Kind yeah yeah okay oh yeah he lived a life that's that's big but sacrifice no okay uh what's his name Zeus was the god of all gods and yeah. in mythology yeah 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 in Greek mythology was it yeah and then what I don't I only know Kratos because he got the cape look see okay there's a game around uh uh the god of war I- isn't that something of course but right now and what you're saying is. You're 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 debating uh, the 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 capability of the human mind to create you know stories, but then you know that there's a question of you know because we if we dive into religion and into gods and into mythology, and all of that, then that's a completely different subject. It's another one that we can talk about. The th- the fact that we we have derived stories from all of them. They're all the same stories, anyways, right? That is a uh, yeah. 
Okay, yeah. there's an epiphany look to your face. No, it got away. It's not it. <laughs> Get it back. <laughs> Bring it back. We want it back right now. <laughs> I thought you were <laughs> I thought you <laughs> I thought you were gonna come up with that. <laughs> Catch it, come back. Oh no, we lost it. Fuck. I thought you were gonna say the most groundbreaking shit we've we've I've ever heard this year. But I I think I think I just had <laughs> I think I was just excited by the fact <laughs> that we make, you know, these kinds of stories and I was like, and then we make all, stories. And then all the way down the toilet. Yes. Flushed in a second. It was because it was it was very rational. <laughs> I was like, yes, we like we like doing it. That's it. But no, for real. Okay. Ask me again. So maybe. Well, I've lost it, but... What's the difference between Zeus mm-hmm. and... Oh, think Justice League. Who's the leader? Superman is the, le- the leader of Justice League? The Justice l- League. The cover page shows, so doesn't mean him... No, I think... I don't know. I forgot. Has to be Superman. He's always the... Although Superman, Google, this is Quora. Although Superman has always been considered as the Justice League's natural leader, Batman, on the other hand, is the tactical leader and is very good at it. Well, Mr. Jacob, I would add Superman is the CEO, while Batman is the COO because he's the tactical leader. <laughs> yeah, man. Okay, so picture this. It, the year is 2000, sorry, 354. 2354. Yeah, if you want to okay. write it down. And people go to what we call today churches. They call super church. And there's pictures of all these people, the Wonder Woman and Green Lantern and blah, blah. And that's pretty much Christianity. Because on the other side, you've got Orthodox. No, oh, sorry. That's Catholicism. Because you've got Orthodox people who believe in Marvel. They've had a great... <laughs> what's the name of the event? <laughs> the great... Chasm, chasm, no. Oh, I know. Ten fifty-four. So the end of the world for them would be the, the return, great schism. The return of Thanos would be like the you know. The oh God, that's the apocalypse. That's Satan himself. Do you want to write then a book about it? Make it a a new thing. Well. And we don't call it Marvel. We call it Marvel. What? The M V R L book. M R V O. M R V O. And then people are gonna say, hey, it's closely. Let me bow down to this and have this symbol. No, no, no. And listen. then people would read the V as a U and it's going to be a Merle. A Merle. Are you a Merle? Yo, chill. <laughs> they have to have like a recognition symbol somehow. And what would be Batman versus Superman? The The... The clash of uh, the the conflict in uh, in peace, that you know that that completely destroys peace. When mm. two rulers just battle against each other, when the COO wants to overthrow the CEO. Well, yeah, I don't understand that. Wait a second. Wait a second. There's Batman versus Superman, but there's also Justice League, in which they have this very happily really run together. Oh, you don't know. There's I thought you To me, to me, when I, when you say Batman versus Superman, I just hear money. That's oh, pay per view. Yeah. 
U UFC like okay mm. again again yeah think about we get we get in the future like a uh, pay per view event Batman vs Superman or like pff, I don't know some random random event like Wonder Woman versus Green Lantern pay per view <laughs> UFC three one seven London what if since we, uh, we we were thinking you know about direction we said we were we were going to focus you know on design film yeah that can stay mm. but what if we choose a platform like um reddit as well and do what and you know look at the feed look at what's trending and pick up some not memes necessarily but thoughts that move around in in around there okay so start discussions based on what what's on our feed our reddit feed mm mm-hmm. Well, you do you use Reddit in the first place? Not as often as I want to. Hmm. That could be. Oh, here's what I saw the other day. Not very interesting, but it was interesting for me for the, for the moment. It was a one on one replica of the Titanic sinking, like in real time. On I think it was an Unreal Engine or something. Did you know it took four hours and something to crash? Yeah. I From I the moment they hit the iceberg. I've heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Back to your idea. Yeah, we could do that. I guess that, uh, there's a lot of uh, threads to be picked up. Picked up. A lot of threads. Topics. Oh. Thread. Oh, thread. Okay. Thread. Thread. Let's end this here then, shall mm. we? Yes. Do you want to? Mr. Jacob, it was a pleasure as always. Mister. Mister. Is that your name? Psst. Thank you for listening. No, I was just talking. I wasn't listening. Not you. Oh. Bye. Okay. Take care. Bye.